everyone and welcome to the movie machine podcast it's a show produced by hot chocolate media where we make up a movie for you really fast based on a random suggestion from the internet my name is jacob gulliver and i will be your moderator today as always i am joined by three of the hollywood elite we have our writer aaron coker who is the uncanny valley manager on alita battle angel we have our director kyle decker who was chris pratt's neck masseuse during the recording for the lego movie 2 and we have our producer ben lifson who was the late great carol channing's personal assistant up until recently i am sorry for your loss Eh. Jesus. All right, so your prompt for today is, the theme of this story is wacky drama. The main characters are a spendthrift mentor and a secretive bandit. The major event of the story is guilt. Uh, First of all, I'd like to say thank you for having me here today. Uh, This is a a new uh, enterprise for me. I've worked a lot in Uncanny Valley work. I've, uh, of course, worked on Battle Angel Alita. You know, I've done all the facial uh, animations for Bruce Willis recently. And uh, so I I appreciate you bringing me on as a screenwriter. My idea is that we follow this mentor and this bandit, and they are in the wilds of Silicon Valley in the late 70s and early 80s. And they are pitching things left and right. We've got, you know, the digital inflatable dartboard. We've got the refrigerator that that keeps your 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 beer cool. You know, we've got, you know, women that'll call you back. We've got everything that everybody in Silicon Valley really wants and needs. And so they're pulling these things left and right. But Bandit falls in love. They're going to scam this attractive, of course, of course he's attractive. This is a film. He's going to scam this attractive uh, CEO of a startup in Silicon Valley. And he starts to feel guilty. Starts to eat away at him. Of course, his mentor is telling him, we got to get the money. I got kids to feed. I got grandkids to feed. I got bills to pay. Let's just take her down like we do every mark. But it's not enough for the bandit. And although he's uh, kept his feelings on the inside up to this point, he starts to let them out and he starts to warm up to the idea of love. And in the third act, well, that's when things get really weird because a villainous CEO from a different company comes in and he wants to buy out our ingenue's company. And the bandit ends up employing his skills to try to foil the evil CEO, save his girlfriend's company. And everybody lives happily ever after, as they always do in these films. As far as who could play the mentor, the bandit, the ingenue, the CEO, I'm open to anybody, but since it's set late 70s, early 80s, we're going to need some period faces. I think we're going to need some people who um, evoke the idea of that time and that era of cinema. And that's my idea. It doesn't have to have a film grain look. It doesn't have to look old like it is an actual 70s movie, but period dramas are so hot right now. You got your Mad Men's. You have your other shows that are like Mad Men. I think this is really going to blow people away. Do you have a title for this movie? The title is Liquidate My Heart. All right, so we'll throw it over to Kyle, our director. So, Kyle, uh, you receive uh, a huge stack of pamphlets, which combined together in the right order produce the, the script 
for Liquidate My Heart. That's correct. Uh, it took you a while to figure it out because they just looked like they were, you know, hawking yeah. junk. But it, it does it does actually line up. What do you think? Is this something that you can make into a movie? And how are you going to put your spin on it? Yeah, I, I'm digging this. I, I got a nice script to work with here. I want to film this whole thing on an iPhone. Kind of like, and, but I want to have multiple. I want to put them multiple places and multiple at once. So I want to have a real, like, kind of Richard Linkletter, uh, even like Bo Burnham's eighth grade kind of feel. Love it. Like, we're going to make social media a huge part of this film as well. Really pair it together. For our leads, uh, what were the character names again? There are no character names okay. in my script. I think the archetypes stand for themselves. All right. So we're doing trendy. We got the social media. So we're going to put Haley Stanfield in it. And then pairing up, we're going to have Justin Long. So th- those are going to kind of anchor the film around them because Justin Long. And then we'll have a uh, a cameo for John Hodgman as well in there, a brief moment, just so we have the Justin Long, John Hodgman, uh, I'm a Mac, I'm a PC meme recreated, and, and millennials will have to explain it to everyone younger than them. It'll be great. Like I said, we'll do it digital, and we'll also film a bunch of webisodes so the studio can use them for marketing of like little vignettes of the characters doing like daily video diaries and stuff, and we'll do those on set. And like the best one of those we'll actually put in the movie, and like the cast off ones we'll use in the marketing campaign. And that, that's all I really got. Like we should be able to keep it cheap, you know. Like of course it'll be filmed on iPhone, like they always say, and it'll be on like fancy. We'll put a big ass lens and shit on it, so we can technically say it was filmed on an iPhone, but like normal people still won't be able to recreate that same shit on iphone because fuck normal people am i right like literally how come my iphone movie doesn't look as good as you well because we put a twelve thousand dollar lens on our iphone that's why that's what i got all right so ben you've got Mm -hmm. uh, a pitch from your studio for liquidate my heart it's a period drama with uh uh, some scammers and some pitch men who eventually fall in love with the ceo what do you think is this working okay so first off that title needs to go okay that sounds like a horror movie you know like this summer He's come to liquidate your heart or something. So you got to you gotta give me something better than that. Second, a note here, you said that the evil CEO comes in the third act and whatnot. That's too late to introduce your main villain. So you got you to gotta make them be a part early in the film, establish them as a threat going forward and whatnot. Now, here's the big note that I have, though, because, you know, we're doing a period piece and when people see period pieces, they're like, I'm sure this is how real life was. You know, this is, I'm going to learn about something and people aren't going to go to a film to be like, this is a film about random company starting up. So this needs to be the story of a real, you know, a real company that people know you can bullshit it. You know, you can take some artistic liberties, you know, like, but we want to show these big companies. They start out as yet because I've talked to several companies who, you know, they're viewed as like, we've taken over the world and we want to show, no, we were underdogs once. So like, you know, make it like Microsoft or Apple. And, you know, it doesn't have to be what really happened at all. You know, like, who cares? You know, we're trying to make a good film. We're, we need to get people in seats to say, this is the origin of the thing that you know. And then, you know, if people say it's inaccurate, you can say, well, it's a dramatization. You know, so uh, don't, don't worry about that. I'll handle it. Just You just got to make it be about something. And then if you do choose a company, make their evil rival be whoever that company hates, because then they'll give me some money if I do that. So yeah, IBM, (laughs) Apple, Microsoft. Uh, If you're Apple, make Microsoft the bad guy, vice versa. And you know, for me, I can only give like 12, 15 million. However, depending on how much the company likes it, like how much they think it'll be good for their reputation, they could pay up to an additional 30 million. So I'd say on average, plan for maybe like 20 mil. And, you know, depending on how much the this company likes it, uh, you can get 
almost doubled that. So those are my notes. New title, make the bad guy a bigger threat earlier, and make it the, quote, true story of one of these companies. All right. So, Aaron, you got some detailed notes from the studio there. You've got some dictates to change the title and a few other things around. What do you think? Is this working for you? And what are your plans for from here on out in the script? Well, I would have liked to have seen more money, but I think the director's got some great ideas and he can make it work for that amount of money. I mean, Haley Steinfeld, Justin Long, John Hodgman, those actors are going to look great with their eyes enlarged digitally. So I think that that, those are all really great picks. Tough, tough criticism uh, from the producer, but I I think that we can do it. I think that really that's, um, that's what I needed to hear. So what about this? We'll rework it a little bit. First of all, the character, the villain character is not an evil CEO. He is the father of the up and coming CEO, uh, the daughter, the ingenue, the love interest. And he's not involved in Silicon Valley, quite the opposite. He's the attorney general of California. And he's been trying to bag these guys, the mentor for years and years, and now his upcoming protege, this bandit, he's going to get them. And this is going to be a based on history type story. But these guys have sold all kinds of crazy ideas. They've had all kinds of things that have never panned out. And, you know, the underwater printer, all kinds of stuff. But they come up for this idea for a control interface called the mouse. It's a thing that you hold and it allows you to move something on the screen, a dot or something that allows you to select things. It's supposed to make it easier. And they have no intention of building this. This is a crazy idea. Everybody's been using keyboards for years. What are they even talking about? But as they begin to try to sell this to people, it gets more and more real. And when he meets this this woman and they pitch her on this and she wants to give him her money and her heart, he decides maybe we can make this happen. Maybe this is a real thing. Now, note here, I don't know who made the mouse but we could look into that you know if it's a company like you said that's got some money or um, is still extant today then we can look for uh, technical advice we can look for product placement from them hopefully that can bolster you know our efforts uh, in terms of financing but that's a more clean idea I think and if we can get a little more money than the 20 million dollars then we can have well I will finish writing I've sketched it out the huge third act set piece that takes place in the you know crazy computer server room of this Silicon Valley company where we're swinging from wires and cables and things like that. And we've got to get the thing to the thing. Um, I mean, it just gets sketched out right now, but that's my idea. And for the title, I would say building a better mousetrap. All right. So Kyle, you've got a new draft of the script. I, I know exactly what I'm doing with this. So oh, great. I, I'm, yeah. I'm reorganizing. I, I'm taking your basic script, but I'm reimagining it a little bit. Okay. So John Hodgman and Tiffany Haddish are scientists or developers for this company. Mm. And they're running this giant mouse simulation. And they're normal. They don't have big eyes or anything. We're filming them straightforward. And we'll just use normal film cameras. Right. Like, we'll film like one scene with an iPhone to try. And then we'll say, we f- this movie was filmed with an iPhone. We don't have to say, as long as we don't say, the whole movie was filmed. There was a scene that made the final element. So we can say that. And right. then just Apple like the can. The Hobbit was shot on GoPro. Yeah. And then Apple can use that in their ads and shit you know because and then their lemmings will go see the movie because that's how apple works sorry, just my, my computer just yeah. shut off kyle you can't yeah. say stuff like that sorry and then uh yeah, justin long and who's the other actress i said uh, Haley stein yeah they're gonna be the mice but in this case mice is an acronym like for some kind of computers they're, they're ai like humans that are small 
that this company is experimenting on like human thing with and that's why they have bug eyes and all we can't make them look too human we'll go full uncanny valley with them to like show that they aren't humans or that's AI. Great. and then this company does these horrible unethical things but it's kind of fun and cute because tiffany haddish and and john hodgman will just like joke about it and everything's like hey i made the AI thing like eat the same tuna sandwich four times a day because i kept rewriting the code ha 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 that's funny and that kind of stuff and then the, the big third act you thing will actually be our ai people breaking out of their like mouse cage and starting a revolution and starting the end of mankind or just starting their own escape and maybe they go off to hide in a a smart refrigerator in the san fernando valley or something so we're going from slightly period tech love story to cgi mice escaping a virtual world kind of i mean it's still a love story the mice are going to have their love story and they're just you know how big will the mice's eyes be? As big as you fucking want it. They can look inhuman. I don't care. Okay. Well, they are. Yeah. I think we can make them pretty big. Yeah. We'll go human because we want them. They aren't human. They're totally, they're real. They're not, we don't even, we only need to CGI their eyes. Otherwise, we'll just film on a set. Yeah. And you'll like use force perspective. Oh, that's what I'm suggesting. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Like there will be very little. Mouse. C- yeah. There'll be very little CGI. Mouse is an acronym. It's right. like, uh, here, let me make up. I'll make one up one. They are multidimensional, octangular, uniform, singularity engines. experiments or engines. Yeah. There we go. That's what it stands for. They'll right. say it once. So we'll have Chekhov's acronym, but it'll just be mouse for the rest of the time. Okay. All right. So I'm going to throw it over to Ben, our producer. Some big changes from the studio. Uh, you got yeah. a m- more modern setting now with your, your AI creatures and stuff. Yeah. So, well, first, Apple originally was super on board with this because, you know, they've been trying to dispel the myth that they stole the mouse from Xerox for years again, and again you can't say that stuff in front of my computer right but no no but they want they're dispelling the myth by just confusing people with more lies about mouses so th- they were gonna spend a lot of money on this to really push it to try to just confuse the narrative but then they saw kind of the direction that you guys were going and and um pulling out in that case they also don't like the idea of it ending with the death of uh, the human race and you know the mouse is escaping and causing a robopolypse so I've put both of your names on a list, just so you know. I'm not going to comment on that any further. However, I'm just going to get in here and we're reshooting this. Uh, we are, unfortunately, a huge amount of it would require reshooting the entire film. So I can't completely salvage it. So We have gold. Why would you want to reshoot gold? Because you can't sell gold anymore. You're selling you're selling platinum on the market, as they say, as you produce. Hipsters love the like. So anyway. Shit. It's so, got Justin Long. So, it's like hipster fucking cat. So platinum is worth more than gold and gold is worth more than copper. At least that's so, what um, tells in order me. to ground this a little bit more and get Apple to come back, come back to me, Apple. It has Justin Long in uh, it and are, John Hodgman. We are going to ground this a little bit more. Um, Steve Jobs' ghost should be giving me handies right now. We are going to... I put you on a second list for talking over me. And we are going to... It's a talk over list. It's a very... <laughs> hey, Steve Jobs' ghost. <laughs> All right. So to ground this a little bit more, first off, we're going to keep pretending it's the 70s, even though you shot it in modern day. So we'll just say that they're they're weirdos. They're dressing in weird things. And we'll CGI glass, those weird glasses onto people. Apple confronts the 70s glasses budget. It'll, it'll look great. It'll look fantastic. And then the sentient mice escaping the world uh, is just going to be a 
the audience won't feel cheated by this at all. It'll just be, and it'll zoom back and it's like, this is my simulation of what would happen if the mouses did this. And oh, you wacky guy. <laughs> Everyone laughs and we pull back and have a pop song. I don't know. Movie's going to pay for itself, okay? I'm just trying to satisfy my overlord, I mean, uh, friends, and uh, we should be good. All right. So I'm going to put M-O-U-S-E into the movie machine. And- all capitalized. It's like chud. Yeah. And pull the lever. Three uh, people got that. Which sounds like uh, a dial-up modem and, I don't know, some other bleepy bleepy. In its entirety. Shit. I'm not going to put it in its entirety. <laughs> I might put it in its entirety. Anyways. So Pogs flashbacks. Yeah, this, this movie does okay. It kind of has a different impact than you're expecting. The vast majority of people don't like it very much. There's a few people who like it. Hipsters like it. The hardcore Apple people are, like, you know, screaming about it and, like, hurling Blu-ray copies at their friends, demanding that they watch it. It ends up, the, the distribution doesn't last very long, and it very quickly ends up going to Amazon Prime Video, which is like going to Netflix, but more depressing. And then... And I'm sure it's, like, on the front page of iTunes forever, though. Oh, sure. Yeah. So some people watch it. What weird thing that does happen, there's promotional sunglasses that you guys sell that look like the giant mouse eyes. And a Fucking you- A. Yes. A YouTuber, That's awesome. A YouTuber uh, gets a hold of a pair of these sunglasses, and he creates, like, a very popular YouTube character using these glasses. And he has, like, a wig and has, like, a funny voice he does. And so, like, a bunch of kids watch that video, and then they start emulating this guy. So they start buying the sunglasses. So you, you eventually make your money back over the course of like five to ten Cause he has years. To li- we have to license them. So exactly. Yeah. But kids keep demanding to get these sunglasses as gifts or buying them from target and Best Buy or whatever. You, you eventually make your money back, but it's in sunglasses. It's not in movie sales or tickets or anything. So, uh, kind of an, an odd, thing. it's all the same drain. Yeah. Kind of an odd way that this goes. Uh, that said, the movie machine is magic. It can predict the future for us. But you do have a couple minutes to either call it arts or make last-minute changes. We'll begin with our writer, Aaron. Well, first of all, it's exciting to hear that I'm on a list from a uh, big Hollywood producer. So um, I look forward to uh, many happy returns on that. I mean, this is a real first time for me just writing this script. You know, I've been involved in vi- digital effects for a long time, making everything bigger. You know, we made eyes bigger. We can make ears bigger, uvulas, skin tags. There's really anything that we can like enlarge. Large. But I've never really uh, worked on this before. And the collaborative process was really amazing. Working with a director, having the suggestion of, of taking my period romance about the tech industry and turning it into a CGI F-Fest with digital mice. I mean, I never would have even thought about that. So I'm, I'm really excited. I mean, I, I can only... into your big, big eye idea. And, I just and thank ran you, with sir. It. Yeah, you absolutely did. So, you know, I'd like to go forward with this. Maybe make a trilogy out of it. I mean, we've covered mice. What about Nintendo Virtual? Boy, you know, we could move it forward a little bit in the, in the timeline, and then we can have to bring Didn't Virtual Boy literally make people go blind. Well, that's what the movie's yeah. about. I can't say too much right now, but you know, you, you'll get the script. I got lots of pamphlets to, to write it on the back of and send you. And then, you know, maybe we can move to the third wave after that, which is go into the digital sphere, and we can look at something like ICQ. That would be the the digital invention that we're looking at, and, and it's a romance. I had not thought of it's ICQ a romance in a decade. carried out totally on ICQ, and we could even move it into the digital sphere. And if the numbers come down, the returns aren't as much. Then you know that that's something that could move to a, perhaps a digital thing. And I'd love to be able to hit Amazon Prime again. If not, there's always Crackle. Who knows? And if the first movie was worth a handy from Ghost Steve Jobs, I think we can get a rim job from Ghost Paul Allen for sure. 
<laughs> Isn't Paul Allen? Is Paul Allen still alive? <laughs> his ghost I mean, will be living <laughs> us. His ghost is made like no no middle sliders. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Kyle, anything you want to uh, change um, about this movie? So I mean, it made money, right? The first one. So I'm not going to change anything. I Eventually. paid, right? Technically, <laughs> yeah. What I'm going to do is I'm going to contact that YouTuber, and I'm working a deal. I'll own half the rights to his character. He'll own the other half to the rights. We're going to make a big movie and really tap into that YouTube. Like, we're going to put a bunch of other YouTube stars in the movie, like the one the kids like and the one who shit on his friend and the one who showed a dead body unironically and the one who keeps using the N-word and says it's culturally like... Because they get so many views, they have to be good people, right? Sure, let's go with that. Yeah, and we'll just make like this giant like YouTuber F-Fest film. It's a figurative F-Fest of, of YouTube personalities. None of them will have sex on screen because we don't... That's gross. But there's literally like them doing like it'll be a meta narrative of his mouse character living life and getting to go to like a, a convention where he meets all his YouTube like all the YouTubers will be themselves just cameos meet it and like all their like YouTube friends and everything and his girlfriend will be an Instagram influencer and yeah it'll be like the fire festival documentary in popularity people eat that shit up and we'll we will film that thing entirely on iPhones so that's what I'm gonna do with it what what's the n-word that you're talking about um uh, uh nurgle oh, we'll okay. say it's that okay nipper okay. nosferatu nickelback oh Ugh. oh all right so we'll pass it over to ben <laughs> our producer yeah uh, what do you think about those changes from your team here so well i've already moved on from this film i can see now first off that apple you know they pay good money and that apple fans will see anything if it's related to apple somehow so i'm already working on three more apple films um <laughs> We're making a Pixar film about the Apple logo and how he got that little uh, bite out of him, uh, you know. And it'll be it'll be a story about being yourself, you know. You know, try to sell Apple on that. We're gonna have a Wreck It Ralph like film about bands who live in iTunes, and you know, it's like you know, we got a new band here, and he's playing for the, and you know, keeps cutting to the real world where someone's playing on their iPhone, and it's it's all wacky and whimsical. And then we're gonna have a biopic about Steve Jobs getting a haircut. You know, and just like, you know, I once had long hair, but not, but he, then he gets that buzz cut and it's like this big inspirational story and, you know, just like the visionary and his haircut. So um, it'll be based on a true story, but we'll embellish several things of the haircut, of the real haircut story. And yeah, so that's kind of, I'm just going to become their shill for a while. And I think my career is kind of set there. Thank you, everybody. All right, so I'll throw it back into the movie machine. Some of those changes have some effects. Some of them don't. Uh, ben does just fine as, as Apple's little pet dog for a while. And uh, the, the Pixar movie about the Apple does great because it's Pixar. Um, and the other two movies, eh, they're okay. All of the stuff that Kyle does with like the YouTubers is... Like, YouTube hears that you're, like, interested in this idea, and they call you up, and they're like, oh, thank God somebody wants to wrangle these these fucking assholes for five minutes. Oh, and like, the, the deep please, secret, please, though. Do, do everything so, you can. So I, I we need to squeeze more money I, I, out of these So, okay, shit. because you brought that up, I do have a dark secret. There is one final ulterior motive is, the main reason is I wanted to get all those great human being, you can't see air quotes on, on audio, but I'm doing air quote, great human being YouTubers on one private plane. And then it will tragically crash in the middle of the ocean somewhere. And then I'll also make a documentary about that. Also, I will rid the world of those shitbags. 
Okay. Sorry, you're on to me. I just I had to admit it. Like I was holding that in, but yeah, it was me who caused the plane to crash. Okay. Kyle, you're gonna cause internet drama. Oh no. If only he had a YouTube channel to talk about it on. Yeah. No, At least wait. he didn't say nickelback. That's true. All right, well there you have it folks. Another episode of the movie machine. This has been M O U S E. As always, we will end our episode with a quote of wisdom from our patron saint, Jaden Smith. I'm parked outside your house. What? <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs>